what can we do to get past this hump? So like that loss really motivated me to, okay, what, how can I evaluate my performance, team's performance, make it better? Um, we lost to Indiana two years ago. It never should have happened. And we're like, okay, what the heck? So just like evaluating and like going through that process, that's like a huge motivator. Hello, my name is Lynette Caldwell, and I am your host and creator of Her Real Life, the podcast about her, you, and me. The sounds you will experience are collections of my unfiltered thoughts, conversations, and views from people I've encountered, or other cool people will I want to know a little bit better. This is basically my way of showing how we as women live very similar lives and have very similar experiences. We just live those lives in different hoods, on different streets. What you are about to hear is Her Real Life. So today I am super pumped. If you know me at all, I am a sports freak, um, a lifetime athlete. I love everything sports. I used to love basketball more than I love volleyball. So if you know me from a long time ago, you know that I'm a basketball girl. But my life was turned upside down in high school and volleyball is my thing. So being a collegiate volleyball player, I am super excited. I'm from the South. So um, this kind of like me actually speaking to this person is kind of crazy because my husband's from Indiana, but his family is diehard. I mean, like paint your face, get dressed up UK. And when we met, I was like, no, because I'm a Tar Heel for life because I'm from North Carolina. So today on my show, I have like the absolute luxury. It is it's an amazing thing. Our connection is through Kiva. Once again, another Kiva connection. But I get the chance to speak to not only a wonderful, lovely lady, but she is a national champion, a volleyball national champion, um, Miss Allie Stumler. Hello. Yay. The crowd goes wild. <laughs> Allie Stumler. Tears. Yes. <laughs> hey, yes. I might have to do that whenever I do my post editing. I might have to do that. But Allie Stumler is from the University of Kentucky, and she is one of their stars, played on the national championship team this year. And I am so like, so excited to be able to speak with you today. So Allie, how are you doing? I'm great. I'm so excited to be on the show and just uh, thank you for having me. It's so fun. I love doing stuff like this. And, you know, everyone gets to kind of see you from the, the volleyball spotlight and the Kentucky spotlight, but not everyone gets to know the little parts of who you are and how you came to be. So it's kind of cool to get to do stuff like this so people can kind of hear more of your heart and the person that you are. So I'm excited and I'm doing great. I was just telling you a little bit ago off the air that um, we're doing some wedding planning. Mm -hmm. I head back to school here in a couple weeks. So everything's kind of crazy right now, but it's so fun kind of being home and seeing all my friends from high school, all my family. So it's a good time. So tell me a little bit. I mean, I know you sent me some things about you, but and and reading your bio from Kentucky is out of control. I mean, whenever I was reading over it, I was telling my husband, I said, she was the leading, she led kills in Indiana in 2017. He was like, you mean UK? I said, no, like this, we're not my high school. Like she led <laughs> Indiana, not just Southern Indiana, but you led Indiana in 2017. So tell me a little bit about like the beginning, from the beginning, how did this all get started? Did you know you loved volleyball or like, what was the deal? 
Yeah, so um, I was actually similar to you, a basketball girl. Um, mm-hmm. Since I was like five, I played basketball. My dad, big IU basketball guy. Um, so I kind of just stuck with basketball from the start. And then when I was in second grade, I was eight. So yeah, second grade. Mm-hmm. Um, my cousin, my older cousin, she's two years older, was about to start playing at Union, the club really close to our house. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know, we're going to pick it up, play some club travel deal. Like, do you want to join? And me being the competitive, like, let's do everything type of person. Yep. I'm like, why not? Let's do it. So from that point on, I just loved it. Um, and then as far as like success and like actually performing well, um, I would say that I really didn't have like the true confidence or no um, that I could, you know, actually play at the collegiate level until probably I was 14. Like mm-hmm. obviously from eight to 14, that's a long span there. But I think like once I reached 14, I was like, okay, like this would actually become something that I'm like super passionate about. Obviously I was passionate, but didn't know how far it would take me. Yeah. Um, so by that point on, it was kind of, that's when I switched to Kiva. That's whenever coaches kind of started contacting me, Ron Cordes, the head of Kiva, mm-hmm. um, like reached out whenever I was thinking about switching over and he's like, Hey, like you can be really good. You just need to like dedicate time. Like you need to buy in, have true confidence in yourself. And like, this could take you far. And like, you know, being a 14 year old, I wasn't super bought in, but over the years, like it just kind of started to become more of a reality. So that's kind of how it all started. And so you went to school in Southern Indiana at Christian Academy, right? Mm-hmm. And you guys, you were pretty successful there, too. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. We went to state four years, uh, only one once my sophomore year. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we made it all four years, which was phenomenal, especially for our school. You know, I graduated with like 50 people. So right. we were pretty small, like some years struggling even to like get enough girls to have a JV and varsity team. Um, but yeah, it was really fun. We were really successful. There were a lot of really successful athletes that came through. Um, I played with like four different girls who went on to play in college. So it was really fun. It was one of the best times of my life. And for people that don't know and are from this area, Christian Academy is a private school here in Southern Indiana. And there's one in Louisville too, right? Yes. So that's why the sister schools. Yes. That's why numbers are so small. So it's kind of like, you know, it's a small group, but I've always known them to be pretty decent in their athletics. Um, oh. I just, I every time I see you, um, whenever we watched you guys on TV or anything that we saw, you have this enormous smile all the time. <laughs> and it, it's not just like, oh, I have to smile. Like you legit can tell you are happy. So yeah. where does all of this joy and passion come from because I know there's been a lot of changes from the time um you were a freshman to now let's fast forward to this past season how different is everything yeah I mean you hit it right on the head there just different the unknowns everything is just been so crazy you know with COVID we didn't know if we were going to have a season we didn't know if we were going to um have an NCAA championship you know there's just everything we were like oh man like do we even know like what tomorrow's gonna look like are there people who are gonna be out with contact tracing or whatever so definitely just a ton of unknowns but I think something that really helps like like you're saying keep that smile keep that positive attitude is just we can con- we can't control our situations but we can control how we react to them that's right. something that I heard um at a young age and something that's just stuck with me forever. And so like, I can't control, okay, if I get contact trace and I'm out our next two weeks, like I can't control that, but I can control 
my attitude, which then affects other people around me and their attitude. So it's just, you know, a circle and it's, it's so contagious. And so I definitely think that's something that I try to bring is just a positive attitude to any circumstance. So, um, yeah, this last year was really difficult with COVID as it was for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just keeping that, that positive calm mindset, I think is so important. It's definitely something that's trained. It doesn't just happen overnight. Do you feel, what do you feel like made you say, this is how I'm going to be like, because I know like you just said, it's something that's trained. It doesn't happen overnight. It's just something that you just said as an upperclassman, I have to do this or like, when did you get that? Have you always been that person on your team? That's been, okay, we got it. We got it. We can do it. Whatever, you know, positive outlook all the time. Yeah. I would say that's kind of just always who I am. I think Mm -hmm. as I feel like I have more of like a leadership role and more comfortable, confident on my team. I think it kind of comes out more. So probably how I was freshman year is probably not the same as I was now, but I would definitely say that that's some, some person, the player I've always been is just, you know, that confident, like I'm not super loud outgoing. Like I'm not going to get in your face and yell at you kind of person, which every team needs some of those, but like, that's not me whenever we're down or losing, like, you're not going to be able to tell from my facial expressions. Yeah. It's just who I am. And um, I definitely think that's something my parents have instilled in me is just like true confidence. And I think when people, you can tell that their like confidence is wavering mm-hmm. on the court and that just affects everyone around them. So if you just have like true confidence and that can be on the court or off, I mean, you know, as a girl growing up in today's society, it's really hard to not have confidence in yourself because people tell you things and it's like, do I believe it? Do I not? Who really am I? You know, our perception of ourselves are changing all the time based off what people tell us. So Mm -hmm. just at a young age, my parents instilled true confidence is something that every girl especially needs, but both me and my brother, we grew up with that. And I saw both my parents were very, I mean, successful people and they had true confidence in themselves and just their smiles are so contagious. It's really just like the family I grew up in. Everyone's that way. So yeah. Surrounding yourself with good people. It really is contagious. And it's important. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? To surround yourself with good people. So Absolutely. All right. So we're going to go to one of my favorite parts of the show. And it's called The Five. And it's um, a rapid fire. You have five minutes where I ask you these questions. And I want you to tell me the the first thing that comes off the top of your head. Oh, man. All right. I'm not very good at these. I'm going to warn you. It's okay. If you have to, okay. like, explain an answer, trust me, there have been okay. people that have used the whole five minutes explaining answers. So it's fine. All right. But it's I'll supposed to be super fun. You can't tell me a wrong answer because they're all your answers. All right. I like it. <laughs> we'll see what I can do. Okay. So here we go. I'm going to start the timer. And like I said, you have five minutes. Okay. Okay. Yep. So the timer starts in three Two and one. Would you say that you are early or late? Early. Do you like to fly or drive? Fly. Would you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert? Extrovert. <laughs> are you a singer or a dancer? Oh, oh. <laughs> and it could be when nobody's watching. <laughs> oh, probably a dancer. I'm the worst, but I like to dance. It's fun. <laughs> Are you a lipstick or eyeshadow girl? Lipstick. Do you wear a hood or do you use an umbrella? Mm, Umbrella. Do you like sweet or unsweet tea? Sweet, no doubt. Yes. Can it be syrup? Like, I need it to be syrupy. You like it like that? Uh, Yeah, I mean, as sweet as it can go. Absolutely. (laughs) 
Are you a biscuit yes. or a cornbread girl? <sighs> biscuit. Do you like brown or white gravy? White. For sure white. Are you a planner or are you impulsive? Planner. Do you use words or emojis? Ooh. <laughs> I'm going to go words. Okay. Yeah. Do you use the whole keyboard or do you abbreviate? Abbreviate. <laughs> so, are yep. we, so are we really using words if we're abbreviating? I know. I'm just kidding. I know. <laughs> I've used them so much at this point. They're like autocorrect. So it's pretty great. I'm abbreviating, but nobody knows. <laughs> nobody knows. Yeah. Do you like coffee or tea? Coffee. Cash or card? Card. Text or call? Oh, <laughs> FaceTime? Is that an option? <laughs> I'm a big FaceTimer. <laughs> Funny enough, it's not one of my options, but I have learned with having a teen and a preteen that, like, that's the way to go. FaceTime. I mean, even, like, my coaches, like, my college coaches, like, I'm my trainer. I need something. I'm just going to FaceTime her. Like, it's just what we do. I don't know. <laughs> we don't even... I've learned that my kids just sit and talk with the FaceTime open. They don't talk to each other. They just have it on. <laughs> And I'm like, what are y'all doing? I don't know. Okay, let me focus. Let me stay focused. <laughs> Do you like lyrics or instrumental? Music. Lyrics. Okay. What's your favorite smell? Oh. <laughs> um. Man, this is tough. I know. Okay, so I really, sometimes it smells like sulfur. So that's not my favorite. But like in Florida, you know that like Florida smell? When it's like salty air, <laughs> it does smell like sulfur sometimes. So that's not the smell, but like just the salty air. So I don't know. the sulfur took me out because I feel like that smells like a rotten egg. Oh, absolutely. It's the worst smell. But then there's also like when you're walking through Florida and you're like, oh, wow, that's good salty air right there. <laughs> I'll so that, that, not the sulfur. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you like, would you take music, book, or a pen and paper? You only can pick um, one, though. Oh. Mm, pen and paper. Okay. Caramel or chocolate? Chocolate. Grill or stovetop food? Oh, grill. No doubt. How do you like your meat? Okay, so I would say medium well, but I know people are going to not like me for that. So I, depending on how nice the restaurant is, I'll go medium if it's a nicer restaurant. But medium or medium well. Well, let me just bust everybody's bubble. I've been to, I went to Morton's once and got a filet well, and I felt like everybody was going to kill me. Yeah. Just saying. They, yeah, I mean, I get like medium well and everyone's like, oh, Oh, I know. No. Like, I feel like the if the chef could have walked out, he probably would have knocked me out. <laughs> yeah. Yep. What was Which, your whatever? We're still buying it. You exactly. Know, so why do you care? Exactly. That's, that's what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying. What's your favorite toy? As a child. Oh, probably American Girl dolls. Okay. Favorite yeah. dessert. <sighs> um. This is a random one. Okay, I love cheesecake, but I also love those Oreo ball things. Yes, um, yes. I don't know what they are, but like, the I would Oreo never, balls. Yeah, those are so good. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, yeah, I don't know. I really love those. If you get one, you have to eat like 50. Absolutely. Yeah. I can't make them because I'll eat them all. <laughs> heels or flats? Oh, flats are more comfortable, but heels are just really so stylish, so. 
Autom- yeah. Automatic or stick shift? You have five seconds. Automatic. Automatic. Okay. Dress or romper? Dress. Three, two, there we have it. That was five minutes. Can you believe it? Wow, that flew by. I know, but we got to learn a lot of stuff about you. See? <laughs> this is why I love this game. Because Yeah, that is fun. Honestly, these are things that you do or decisions you make every day. And you don't even think about it, but right. it tells a lot of people, uh, it tells people a lot about you. So that's, yeah, that's great. That's what I lovingly call the five because it's five minutes of just boom, 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 question after question after question. Okay. So I normally ask all of my guests to look at this part, this next part of the show. It's called Think About This. And so mm-hmm. I send over these questions and from everybody, it's funny, people answer them. And they give these very, very nice answers. But one of these questions, I've had probably six out of all of like the eight people that I've interviewed recently give me the same answer. So I'm going to see if you have it. I'm not going to tell you which one it is, but I'm going to see okay. if it's yours too. So I always ask everybody, tell me something you can teach in five minutes. Mm. Okay. So my answer for this one, it was pretty specific to me, but so if you've seen me play, you know that I wear my hair a certain way for most of the games, mm-hmm. With I, everyone calls it the bubbles. Yes. After we won, a lot of girls started wearing the bubbles. So I was saying I could teach the bubbles in five minutes, really simple, just a ponytail, but there's strategy to it. You know, it mm-hmm. will only look good if you take time, <laughs> make sure your hair ties are evenly spaced. You have to fluff it, maybe even mm-hmm. tease a little bit. So mm-hmm. it, it can really be a process. So I think that would be that would be a, a special right there. And it's cute though. Like I do it, I do it with my daughter's hair and she loves it because it is cute. Yeah. It's very simple, but it like it's a statement. I feel like it's a statement hairdo. Absolutely. And some girls like even wear them. Like you can work out in it and it's like okay, like kind of sass but then also you can <laughs> put on a nice dress and heels and do that and big hoops and man another statement right there so you can really go either way with it it's almost like what's a piece of clothing that you can wear it's like a t-shirt you can dress it up or you can dress it down yep. just depends. exactly okay exactly so i always ask what is something you want others to know about you but nobody ever asks you Okay, my answer wasn't very great for this one, but... Um, All your answers think, are great. Well, you know, it's not super interesting, maybe I should say. Um, I mean, people ask, obviously, about family, then that's obviously something really big about me. And if you talk to me for, like, more than five minutes, you're going to hear about my family. Mm-hmm. Um, we're all just, like, super close. So, um, I think... So, that me is, one, that we're really close, but then also we all live in one neighborhood so that's like a really cool fun fact is there's my grandparents bought 40 acres oh wow! and then there was like a little farmhouse on it that like my brother and his two siblings all bought at one point and like lived through Mm -hmm. and then now they built their own houses on that land so it's like my aunt's family my uncle's family my grandparents my house and then my other cousins and then my mom's side cousins so like we're all on 40 acres have all lived there since we were born. So it's just really cool that, and we're so close and that really is just so special to me. I didn't realize like growing up that not everybody had that. And then once I got away to college, everyone's like, yeah, I mean, we're close, but we don't really like hang out. And like every time I'm home, like I'm hanging out with all my cousins. It's just like who I am. Yeah. Um, And our family is like huge. So my grandpa had 16 brothers and sisters. So there's like a ton of them. Family reunions are huge. So it's just like a big part of me, family and living close was 
definitely a huge bonus. See, I think that is extremely interesting. And I'll tell you why. Because the first thought I had was when you said 40 acres and all your, it's like a compound. Yeah. Like you have your own little compound and then 16 brothers and sisters. So my, my mom had 12 in her family. So there's six boys and six girls. And all of them had at least six. Some of them had maybe two. Now I'm an only child, but I have millions of cousins on my daddy's side. He's the baby of seven, I think. And they had huge families. So I know all about, like, I talk to my mom at least two times a day. And if Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm calling her and saying, what is going on? Why are you not talking to me? (laughs) So, and, and you, you're right. I didn't realize that wasn't normal and that people don't have that type of relationship with their family until I went away to school or when I moved away and I noticed that you know people don't speak to their family every day or every week and it's like how do you not so it's it's really good that that's the foundation you have but like you said you watched your family have contagious smiles and they work hard so it's like this is something that you're set up within you from the time you were born and you're surrounded by people that care a lot about you so I think that's amazing yeah, absolutely. It's and really special. You're very fortunate because there are many people that don't talk to cousins, don't see cousins, don't know their cousins. Right. And for yep. you to be able, your family fortunate enough to have the ability to have property that you could all stay on and grow up together. And I know you probably look back at pictures like that's what I do. I look back at my yeah. pictures and I when we text each other, we'll text each other pictures of us when one of us came home from the hospital, like the baby. You know, mm-hmm. I can see that now. So that's that's an asset it's definitely interesting and especially these days and times absolutely so tell me what you feel like inspires you um okay so i think for this one i think um going off my head here you said your family um yes yeah so again family but i think this can also be like as you know, all of us who live on the compound, but more importantly, like my parents, mm-hmm. um, another cliche answer, but to kind of go into detail. So my they there's a family business within on my dad's side and, um, just like seeing my dad, my mom, um, they were fortunate enough. My mom was able to stay home with me and my brother growing up. Mm-hmm. And then, so my dad obviously was like traveling some with work and then he went on and started another business, Um, And just seeing like how successful he's been in that business and within like the family. Mm -hmm. And like when you grow up, you don't really see the full picture. You just know like, oh, my dad works and then he comes home. But like as someone who's like growing up and now I realize that, you know, having a job and then coming home, like raising a family, treating your wife right, Mm -hmm. spending time with your kids, like doing all those things isn't easy. (laughs) And um, the way he was able to like separate his you know, making money, like supporting our family. And then also, um, like treating my mom, right. And making sure me and him go out and pepper in the backyard and mm-hmm. play basketball in the backyard. And, you know, all those things like when I'm sure, you know, he's been at work all day working with people. And the last thing he wants to do is go outside and hit a ball against the wall for three hours, but he did it and made those sacrifices. Um, and like same with my mom, she sacrificed a lot to be with us kids. And I think that definitely is something that inspire inspires me. And so I was able to see that. And now I look back and I'm like, wow, I wouldn't be the person I am without that. Mm-hmm. So I want to give my kids one day that exact same, you know, upbringing and, um, how they did that. So I just respect the heck out of them for how they raised me, my brother and, 
um, hope one day I can do the same for my kids. So that's definitely inspirational. And just I want to keep having success similar to how my parents did. And um, obviously yeah. they did an amazing job because I'm hoping <laughs> when my kids are your age that they can say all of the things like actually realize all of the sacrifices and the things that that we do. Because as parents, you're right. Yeah. You do so many things that nobody really sees. And then the older you get, like, I I know I realized that I had an aha moment with my parents and it was like, oh, my gosh, because at one point you think, what is going on? Like, why? I I can remember thinking my mom was so mean because she would say no to things Mm -hmm. (laughs) like Mm -hmm. she'd be like, you don't need that right now. We're not going to do this. And I remember finding one of her old check registers and literally everything on the register had Lynette. Lynette's contacts Lynette's car Lynette Ooh. like like literally and I'm not exaggerating I looked at it and it was all things for me and it it immediately brought tears to my eyes because I was like I can't believe now mind you I lived it I lived through all those things that she took care of she and my daddy took care of but you don't yeah. you take it for granted so absolutely I, I called her and it's like I found your check register she was like what is your problem <laughs> oh I was my like, gosh. I found your register and everything's on like my it's my stuff and she said that's why I work and live and she was like it's all for you and so yeah. you don't realize that when you're going through it because you just don't. But so for you to yeah. say that your parents, they did a good job. Absolutely. And yeah. then there's another part of that that you said that I find extremely interesting. You said you're inspired by the losses in your life. Oh, yes. Yeah. So explain that. Um, for sure. So that's, I think, maybe not even losses, more so just like failures mm-hmm. um, could also be one off the court. But um, I think I'm just definitely like put your head down and work kind of person. I get that from my dad also like mm-hmm. he thinks it's so funny like whenever we get stressed out it's like okay i'm shutting my door and i'm just going to work like i don't <laughs> you know procrastinating like happens but that's not how i want to cope like i just want to shut my door and like put my head down and work that's kind of like i don't know whatever that's how we cope with being stressed and having a lot to do and so he's like the same exact way in that um and obviously you can tell he's like a su- super successful man so mm-hmm. you kind of have to be that way um but yeah i think off the court, you know, failures. I don't, I don't think I would call them failures, mm-hmm. um, but just things that maybe I would do over or um, things like that. It really just like motivates you to be like, okay, well, I don't want to live through that again. Mm-hmm. Um, so how, like, how can I be better? But you just live and learn kind of deal. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't. And then on the court, I think was kind of more what I was talking about with that piece. Um, just like I've been in a sweet 16 three years in a row or sorry, two years in a row. And like personally haven't played awesome. Our team hasn't really pulled it together. Like we haven't been able to get past that hump. And so, mm-hmm. you know, this past year it was like, okay, what can we do to get past this hump? So like that loss really motivated me to, okay, what, how can I evaluate my performance, team's performance, make it better. Um, we lost to Indiana two years ago. It never should have happened. And we're like, okay, what the heck? So just like evaluating and like going through that process, that's like a huge motivator. Mm -hmm. Like I always just heard like, I hate to lose more than I like to win. So like the second you can like adapt that mentality. Yep. Sorry, there's trucks in the back. I'm sorry if they get loud. Oh, you're okay. Um, But yeah, just that mentality of like, I want to never want to taste losing again, like victory from here on out, which obviously is not realistic, but just having that mentality definitely like pushes me and inspires me to keep being better. And if you do lose, if you do have failures, like what do you learn from them? So you don't 
feel that again. Right. Because I tell yeah. my, my kids as young athletes, because for a while, I call it the YMCA mentality where everybody gets a medal and everybody gets a ribbon just because you showed up. And my husband and I are not that way. So we're we would yeah. tell them because they would hear other kids say, it's only it's all fun. Like we're doing this for fun. And I said, we didn't come here um, just to, mm-hmm. to have fun, because how many losers are smiling? And they're like, right. so immediately you see their fa- their face just shifts because they're like, oh, oh, OK. So it was like, we're not here just to be here. Like we're here. We're going to have fun because we're going to play our hardest and we're going to win because I know Absolutely. what type of a- athlete you are. So if you do play your best, you'll win. So yep. I had to break, even though because we are diehard Like we both hate to lose. Our kids hate to lose. But at the beginning, they were around their friends and they were like, mommy, we just want to have my son, especially we just want to have fun. We're not here to have fun. We're going to have fun because we're going to win. Right. (laughs) So this is this is the day that we are in right now. So it just I I love hearing your perspective of that. Would you say that the little girl you were look up to the woman that you are right now? Um, I would say yes. Mm -hmm. Um, and I hate talking about myself. That's something that I just always am. But, um, yeah. So I think that as a young girl, like obviously volleyball was a part of my life for forever, you know, since Mm -hmm. second grade. So Mm -hmm. it's been who I am for a while now. Um, but I would say, you know, I just remember like looking up to like Louisville players. We would go to Louisville volleyball games all the time. Mm -hmm. And there was like one girl who, um, there was one girl who I like, came after the game. We like asked to sign um, some posters and she just like had genuine conversations. She's like, so where do you play? Where, oh. um, how old are you? What school do you go to? Where do you want to go to high school? Do you want to play in college one day? And like all these questions, me being a little shy, like 10 year old, I was probably like, yes, no, <laughs> you know, all that. But yeah. it was just like so cool to see her take time to like actually talk to me. And, mm-hmm. you know, there were like hundreds, thousands of girls in this line, families that wanted just her autograph, but yet she's like asking me questions and stuff. So I just looked up to players like that. And so I think um, me personally, like I'm trying to be that for younger girls mm-hmm. and be intentional. That's another word that really means a lot to me is just being intentional. We don't get a lot of time. We don't get, um, yeah, time's a big thing, whether that's, you know, time after games to talk to family, fans, whatever it is, like time home, like just being very intentional with that little time. Yeah. So um, I hope so far that girls feel that love and feel that I'm trying to be intentional at that time. I know. Um, I know my daughter was when you came to Kiva and we met you and like you genuinely like looked at the girls in their eyes. You you talked to them. You had a conversation. That's why when I said who I was interviewing today, her eyes lit up and she was excited, even though we can't see you. She just was so excited that you actually said yes to the interview. And so I feel like you're making an impression, not only for the little ones, but for old ones like me. Because <laughs> I would have never, ever, ever watched UK volleyball, UK anything, but I did. Yeah. <laughs> and you were one of the main reasons, like when we watched you guys win and we, we watched the, the game, but you were a Kiva girl. So that was a connection. And so my daughter was super excited to know because you are like a piece of hope for girls at Kiva. Absolutely. Because if you think about it. They they go through the program just like you did. And then they also say, oh, my gosh, look, she's on TV playing. She's playing for the University of Kentucky. And not only is she playing there, she's doing well. And then they win a national championship. So being able to see you have interviews and that big, bright smile 
Like it was, yeah. it was great. So continue to be who you are because you were like a beacon of hope for these little girls that are playing at Kiva. And even the, the older girls that are getting ready to go to their respective colleges or offers, you are that kind of a light. So don't ever forget it. I know you won't, but don't forget it because you are making a difference and an impact in these little girls' lives. Well, thank you. That means a lot. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm into sounds. Sound waves are huge. Like sound waves are in my logo. I've, and if you know anything about sounds, once a sound is out, it never stops. Like nothing yep. ever stops sound. So I always ask everybody that comes on, if you could be a sound, what would it be and why? Yeah, so I mentioned the beach earlier. That's mm-hmm. I love the beach. I just love the sun, everything about the beach. So I think um, like in the morning, I like take my coffee out there and just like listening, like before everyone gets out there, it's like super quiet. And all you hear is just like the waves. Oh man, there's a bird. Sorry. Um, just like it almost just attacked me. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> okay, it's gone. We're good. Got sweaty palms now. <laughs> this is real life here. Real life. Okay. Back to the noises, man. Oh, okay. Um, uh, but yeah, just like that cup of coffee before anyone's out there on the beach, just kind of like hanging out and then the waves like crashing i think that noise is so peaceful Mm -hmm. um and then i had another one rain hitting the trees yeah rain hitting the trees i used to have a noise machine as a kid i still do but my old one when i was younger you could pick the sound and the rainstorm was always the one i picked um so i don't know just something about like it just makes me want to like cuddle in bed like I think I also wrote on there, like, it just makes me, like, happy to be alive. Like, hearing those things, it's like, wow. Yeah. You don't think, like, oh, the waves hitting, crashing up on the beach or just these raindrops hitting this leaf. Like, that makes me happy to be alive. But it really does just, like, make me feel so thankful to, like, be able to hear those things that, like, make me happy and make me calm. And yeah, um, that we have, like, a God who creates those things and to make you happy. So, yeah. Oh, I love that. And see, you acknowledge God. See, that's even, I need mm-hmm. to meet your mom and daddy. Because absolutely. they you are sure. good They're people. <laughs> they are good people. They have raised you so right. So absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, you are rain and waves, rain and water, like water sounds have been the most popular between that and wind. I have yeah. had more people say they would be the sound of uh, like a rushing wind or a waterfall or the beach or the ocean. Yeah. So those are peaceful yet powerful sounds. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. When you think about the ocean and how it's very calming, but it's one of the most powerful things on the earth. Yeah, you're so right. Like rain Hmm. and then rain. It's because we were talking about flooding and water. You know, you look at it and it's really, really calm and and waterfalls are calm, but you can't swim through them as far as when there's so much water you can't navigate. It's powerful. So it's it's kind of funny how people want to be that peace yet powerful thing. So. I appreciate Man. you taking time. That's a answer. good like sermon lesson right there. I'm just sitting here thinking like, yeah, water is God powerful. is calm, powerful. We want to attract like water. We want to attract wind, those things. Like yeah. that's what we live for. And that is our creator. That's who created us. So Absolutely. Man, I'm speaking on FCA camp. I got to use that. You do. And we're made in his image. <laughs> but those things, yeah. if you think about it, how powerful water is. And yeah. lakes and rivers. And that's what people, they go to sleep to it. They go, they like want to sit by it. But one change and it can overtake you. Yep. 
But it's just yeah. it's kind of amazing because that's like you said, that is the kind of guy we serve. He has all power, all, all power in his hands, but yet he's calm and gentle. But at any moment, Absolutely. he's in control. So, yeah, I, I love that you it's answered good. all of these questions and you took the time. Yeah. So now absolutely we're gonna hop into like our topic and so the year of course I would say the last year and a half almost two years has been most definitely different Mm -hmm. and I've spoken to some other uh, college kids and even some high school kids about just life navigating life as a student student athlete during a pandemic so like the topic of the day is basically what how was it for you going from your freshman year and things were because that was semi normal right yes yep and then we we flipped turn upside down a year and a half later two years later how was it playing being a college a division one college athlete playing and learning during a, a pandemic yeah, I think um, at first it was just like really disheartening um, because like we had a really good team. Mm-hmm. You know, my freshman, sophomore year, we were like really solid. Like, but like I said earlier, we were really struggling to get past that like sweet 16 mark. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like we had the talent. It was like we're just missing like maybe a mental component or like chemistry component. We're just like not quite putting our finger on it. Mm-hmm. And so like our coaches decided, OK, we're going to flip up how we do captains. Typically, it's um, just the seniors or captains, but this year we did like a voting thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like that was different, just changing like kind of how our team did a couple things, not all of it to like, you know, completely change the program because overall the culture and everything is phenomenal at UK, but just like slightly tweaking some things. So mm-hmm. we we're really pumped about that. And then we brought in the number one recruiting class in the nation. And then all this breaks out and we like can't have a normal fall can't have a normal summer like all this stuff and so we're not together like normal Mm -hmm. um which is so important like chemistry is 100 percent part of volleyball like you can't play if you know you can be so talented but if you don't have that chemistry or that bonding piece yeah like you're not going to be successful and so um it it, summer is like a really crucial time to bring in new people because we're only allowed to work out like if we decide to go in the gym and like play volleyball it's like on our own time coaches can't be there Mm -hmm. so we really just work out in the morning for like an hour or two and then people go to class and then we all just like bond we go to pool parties we have game nights we go to movies like do all these fun things that you know college kids usually get to do yeah and we just cram it within our summer and so um that's like really the fun time and they didn't get that so it was really hard and I was honestly a little worried like are they gonna mesh well are they gonna get like what UK culture is all about are they gonna know like what my role is on this team that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um but I think everyone just bought in and it was just like it was honestly phenomenal to see like I was trying to put myself in their shoes like they didn't get a senior's prom they get didn't get graduation like mm-hmm. all these fun things like it's hard enough leaving you know, your hometown, your family, um, going to a new place, but then all of this hitting was really hard. So it was really cool just to see different leaders step up and realize that, um, this year is not going to be the same. So how can we just go day for day? And, um, we might get news that we don't want to hear. We might get news that is awesome, but we can't get super high or super low. Like we just have to maintain the course. And our coach always says like, be where your feet are. So whether that's like you're in quarantine that day, like, okay, I'm going to be the best I can be in quarantine. Like I'm going to, whether I take time to like 
um, focus on my mental health or whether I'm just doing like a quick circuit to help my core strength or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is, like it can be just the littlest thing, but just being the best you in that moment, be where your feet are. Um, and I think the team adapted so well to that. We were in the moment, we were present, intentional. Um, and that's really what helped us in such a crazy year like this be so successful. So with everything that was changing, how different was it playing all of the things in like April, like the springtime versus fall? Right. Um, So we played back to back. That was the first piece that was really difficult to kind of um, like navigate because Mm -hmm. we usually like play a game and then we'll fly home and then play a game and kind of fly home. But this past year it was, let's say we flew to Florida. We played Friday night. We turned around and played Saturday morning. Mm -hmm. So it was like a back to back. So at that point for our team, it wasn't so much like um, a physical thing. Like it wasn't like, okay, let's scout. Let's do this. Like, cause everyone knows how you play by that point. Right. It's more so like who can be more mentally tough. And like, that was the key all year. So that was like really tough. And then also, like you mentioned, so we had a fall season and then we had like four weeks off a month off. And then we came back and had to do it all over again. And, but this time we were like competing for an SEC championship and national championship. So it meant a little bit more, I think in the spring, because it was all new, Mm -hmm. all different. Um, yet we knew there was so much on the line. So, um, but again, like that's in my mind. And I assume for us, the girls, like we didn't even think about like, Oh, we don't typically do this. Like, this is so different. Like there was no complaining. It was just, we're so thankful to even be playing like the seniors. Like I can't credit the seniors enough because I just put myself in their shoes. Like as a fall sport athlete, your senior spring is your time to do whatever the heck you want to do. Yep. Like you can travel, you do, you know, all the college things that as an athlete you can't do because you have to make sure you're ready to compete. You have Mm -hmm. to make sure your body's in good health and um, like you're not being done with COVID stuff, like out in groups and all these things. So they had to sacrifice so much. And then they heard, okay, we're actually going to play two seasons. So like their last three months of normalcy that they were hoping for, you know, when you get on campus, like everyone just looks forward to that last semester, mm-hmm. it got stripped away. And the fact that they like kept battling and kept choosing to lead and be like the best examples to me is just like a true testament of what great people they are. Yeah. Um, because like putting myself in that situation, I'm like, I don't know if I, I hope I would act the same way they did, but I mean, who knows? Right. Um, so just respect the heck out of them for that. So that just really shows like the kind of leadership that it takes to get through something this big. That's awesome. And now were you guys quarantined, not quarantined, but like, were you only able to be around each other? Um, so they were pretty good about like, so some teams, they, like other college teams, they would like give them like rules. They were like, you mm-hmm. can't go home. You can't see anybody. It was kind of, I wouldn't say like an unspoken rule, but I think it was just kind of expected. Like we knew we had a super talented team. So we knew like if we wanted to perform and do all these things, like you kind of just have to sacrifice and do it. Like sacrifice these next five months or whatever. Yeah. Sacrifice that one night you want to go out so that we can be national championships in the end. And like everyone did that. Like there was never any hard conversations that had to be had or um, anything like that. So it was really cool just to see that, you know, our coaches could trust us as people and trust us that we're making the right decision. So yeah, it wasn't, I think our team did better than any team in the country. Yeah, obviously. I mean, we saw, we saw the end result. So this next question I'm asking you is Rowan's question. 
She wanted me to okay. make sure I got a question for you. She and I'm reading it exactly how she asked. So it might be hilarious. So it says, okay. <laughs> when did you know it was the right decision to play for Kentucky and not any other college or university? Oh, great question. Yes. Yes. I, I told her any question, questions. any question you want. And that was her. That was her question. That's awesome. I love it. Um, so the moment I knew, well, I was actually sitting on a beach in vacation whenever I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do it. This is my decision. Um, but I think really, I think I always kind of had that gut feeling. I'm kind of a big person of like, you know, you have these gut feelings, Mm -hmm. like you just kind of have to like trust it. Obviously, you know, as a religious person, I, you know, pray about it, think long, hard, like make sure it's not you know, going anything I believe or morals or things. And then like, I just, obviously this wasn't, and it was actually really cool. One of my visits I went on, it was, they were the first place that I visited. I should say that first. Um, So that made it really special. And then it was like perfect driving distance. Family could be there anytime. It's only like an hour and a half away. Mm -hmm. Um, And then one of the visits I went to watch a game. And so I was able to go into the locker room, hang out. And they had a girl in there who used to come in before every match and like pray for the team like pray before the match, like all this, we don't still do it. I should ask them about it, but, um, yeah, so they used to do that for every match. And so I thought that was like the coolest thing ever. Mm -hmm. Like, what are the odds that like I come to this game and like, there's a girl in here, like praying over the team, praying for the match, praying for the opposing team, like health, safety, all this stuff. So I was like, that's just like a really big God sign. Like Mm -hmm. that's a big God thing. So that was like always in the back of my head. And I didn't want to say like, Oh, that's God telling me to do it. And then, you know, I think too much about it. So I kind of just like kept it low key, but that really was like really big for me. Yeah. Um, to know that a program, I mean, at a public university, like that's unheard of that they do stuff like that. Absolutely. Um, so, and overall, I think the coaches are phenomenal, like best coaching staff ever. And like, I'm not just saying that because I play for them. Mm -hmm. Um, they like care so much about you as a person before an athlete, which I mean, we have, crazy athletes on the scene but they want to see you make the best grades you can get they want to see you be home for family holidays as much as possible they mm-hmm. want i mean to go to tell you like they try to get us to have a preseason tournament in your hometown at least once during your career wow. like i mean how many coaches do that like not we're going many. to wisconsin for one of them and then we're going we always go to not always but sometimes we go to texas for a tournament so i mean they really do just like care about real parts of life like we're not just there to play volleyball and for them to be our coach. Like they want to make us genuinely better people once we leave the program. And really that's Um, what it's all about. Absolutely. And they see the bigger picture. Like Mm -hmm. there's no doubt in my mind that they, that they don't see that. So, um, yeah. So I don't don't know if it was like really one moment that everything hit, but I was just sitting on the beach. My parents like, okay, do you have a decision? Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, like thinking through all these things. And I'm like, yeah, I think that's the place. And, Every visit just like felt perfect and I was just like so excited every time I went to a UK game. So yeah, that's kinda That's when how you knew. Be. So yeah. who who all did Kentucky beat out? I um, know there were probably many. No, I'm as as far as for you to come. Oh, I see. The offers. Um, so like my top five, I would say, or like top three. Nebraska was up there. Mm-hmm. Um, but they technically didn't offer. Um yet mm-hmm. so that was like somewhere I always really liked but it was really far away yes. and so I only visited like once before I actually committed to Kentucky Louisville was up there Purdue Indiana so really schools that were within like two hours yeah um those are like my top ones 
and that makes sense because of your family yeah right right Mm -hmm. like I said big part of who I am so it was really important to know that they could be there at any point in time it made leaving home feel a little bit less sad for sure yeah so strip away volleyball take everything Mm -hmm. away first question and then I'm going to have a a follow-up to this what what do you what are you going to school for at UK like what's your major Yep. So, um, education, elementary education. You would be the best teacher. Oh, thank you. I feel like, I mean, I what kid wouldn't want to come in your class when you're smiling? <laughs> you know what I mean? I know. I'm not a morning person, so I probably should work on that. But <laughs> aside from that, I'm usually smiling. So <laughs> you need a sound machine in your room, wherever you oh go my gosh. to make right. you like get it together. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So yeah, education's the plan. Uh, maybe get my master's at some point. Mm-hmm. Have you ever thought yeah, about coaching? Kind of a goal. Yes, I have. Um, it's not something I want to like directly pursue. Like, but I think you know, at any school I teach at, or if there's like an opening around me, maybe club coach or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I I wouldn't even like hesitate. I would definitely just take it. Yeah. So obviously, it's something I'm very passionate about. Love helping younger generations and. If I can be a little piece of their success and growing them, I would do anything to do that. So, yeah, definitely would coach. Okay. So the second part of this, strip everything away. Who is Allie Stumler? Take away volleyball. Take away volleyball. I know that you're a believer because I hear you talk Mm -hmm. about God, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, Then outside of that, because everything else falls below that. So who is Allie Stumler? I know you've played all your life. But right. when you think about it, who are you outside of volleyball? Hmm. I don't know. I'm trying to think of this like <laughs> big answer, but I don't know if I have one. It could be simple. Um, it could be simple. Yeah, I think someone who just like wants to give back. I think, yeah. and that's kind of what you know why volleyball is so important because I can give back with this sport Mm -hmm. obviously like you said faith is at the very top and with that like my purpose here on earth is to give back and make his name more famous essentially and so I love I think volleyball is just like a little piece where I get to do that and even if I didn't have volleyball well there are still mission trips I can still you know give back within my job I can still be that same smiling person who gives a little bit of hope each day so I think that's definitely who I strive to be. Yeah. Someone who just makes the person next to me better. Um, but yeah. I love it. I mean, I love it. Like you have, um, I was a fan, but I'm definitely even more of a fan just because not only because of your faith, but the fact that you want to talk about it, which when you think about yeah. college kids, when you think about athletes, um, depending on what the situation is. And now I'm a huge fan of UK volleyball even more. The fact Ooh. that I know they had people coming in to pray over teams like out loud. Like I went yeah. to I went to Gardner Webb University down in North Carolina and we were a Christian school. So that was normal to have yeah. people praying over. But like you said, a public school and it I mean, that's powerful. So yeah. I'm a fan. Yep. And I am like super excited. I can't wait to tell Rowan, you won't believe the conversation that I had with Allie Stumler. And <laughs> because you just, I mean, there's something about you, but now I know what that is. You have the love of Christ in your heart and you have a foundation, a strong foundation set up by people I haven't met yet. But one day I'm going to meet these amazing people because absolutely they have done a good job with you. So yes, they have. before I go, 
I know we talked briefly about this at the beginning. You have like big news that's going around going on in your life. So what is this huge all this this um news that you have? Yeah, so I got engaged last week. Oh my gosh. Like I could scream. Crazy. I want to scream. I love weddings. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm like someone who definitely like always loved weddings, but now that I know like I mean, I'm like literally a week into this planning and I'm like, man, I respect everyone who's ever planned a wedding, who's ever had a wedding. Like if I've ever said no to a wedding, I just want to go like pay them. Like, I'm so sorry I did that. Like it definitely gives you a new perspective when it's you. Yes. Um, But yeah, so it's going to be really fun. We were down on a friend's trip with like nine friends from college um, we were down in Grand Teton National Park. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful at Jenny Lake, which is my mom's name. So oh. that was pretty special. Yeah. Do you feel like that was on purpose? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Definitely trying to get some brownie points. No doubt. <laughs> and this is your high school sweetheart? Yes. Yeah. We've been dating a little over five years. So my sophomore year of high school, his junior year of high school. Wow. So yeah. you're going to go into your senior year, correct? Yes. Yep. As an engaged woman. Yeah, crazy. That's amazing, though. Absolutely crazy. But yeah, so we're going to try to plan as much as we can in the next like two months. And then season hits, and we're going to kind of just let it do its thing, finish collegiate volleyball, which is crazy, and mm-hmm. then get back into the planning as I finish college. So season, I know that as a fall athlete, you have to go down a little bit early. Do you, Have you guys heard anything about what they feel like the season's going to be like next year? Or are you going into it thinking, okay, it's going to be a regular fall season? How, um, have you heard? Yeah. So I think it's going to be pretty much normal. We got our schedule and I think we might keep some of the like back-to-back games. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're going back. I'm actually heading down to school in two weeks. We're going to do our summer workouts, June and July. And mm-hmm. then our game should start in August and go until December. We're at full capa- capacity um, and Memorial. So oh, hopefully wow. things will be pretty normal. Yeah. Well, we are definitely going to get down to see you this year. Absolutely. Please let me know when you do. And I will make sure you meet all my family. Yes. I'll come talk to you. Absolutely. That would be so fun. Allie, you are like a breath of fresh air. Um, well, as you. I told you before we got like on air, I know time is precious. I know it's important. It's something that you can never get back. So I appreciate you taking time to talk to me today. I appreciate you. From the time we met you, I appreciate you looking my daughter in her eye, smiling, being appreciative of them coming to see you at down at Kiva, signing posters, just your heart and your attitude. But like I said, I I figured it out now. It's you have yep. the love of Christ. And that is something that you can't replicate. That's something that is like deep down inside that pours out of you. So I thank you for being a light and being loud about that and being able to share Christ with anybody and everybody that you know. So absolutely we so good to talk to you thank you so much for having me we're gonna continue to pray for you and i wish the best things for you and like i said we're coming to see you tear some heads up you know do your thing on the court and i just hope you have a great rest of the day and i guess that's it so what you guys have heard we're gonna thank Allie for again coming on here but we've heard her real life and until next time we'll talk to you guys later